Galatians chapter 6, we're in a series called Spirit and Truth, and uh, this morning I want to kind of focus us a little bit more on the Spirit, um, through the Word, through the truth. So, Galatians chapter 6, I want to read verses 17. Do not be deceived. God is not mine. For whatever one sows, that will be also his. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. One who sows to the Spirit is from the Spirit, reap eternal life. Title of this message is Sowing to the Spirit. I, um, I knew that I had preached a sermon on Sowing to the Spirit some time ago, so I looked it up. And I found out, uh, ironically enough, that it was two years ago, almost to the day, that I preached the Lord's Church on the Holy Spirit. I did three sermons on keeping perspective of the Spirit. And, um, Almost three, two years ago to the day, I preached a sermon called Sowing to the Spirit, and I unpacked in a little more depth than I'm going to do today the concept between sowing to the flesh and sowing to the Spirit from Galatians chapter 6. So if you are interested, because I've thought about me preaching that sermon, but I'm not going to continue to read it as a different emphasis this morning, but you can go back to our archives and watch that message and see the discourse. We know what sowing means. We know what sowing means. We sow a seed, and we reap from that seed. We sow a seed of fruit seeds, and we reap fruit from fruit. We sow a seed of multitudes, and we reap from multitudes. We know that, and we know um, that that God has woven that principle into far more than agriculture. <clears throat> that principle is really woven into all of life. Life. And that's what Galatians is saying. That's what Paul is saying. Don't be deceived. God's not deceived. He's not mine. What we sow, we will be. What we plant, we're going to get back. What we plant. <clears throat> and there's a span of time between our sowing and our reaping that the harvest is a thing that we plant. Now, this can be applied to many areas of our life. There's a saying that if you sow a habit, if you sow a cat, move in that tree. Can you imagine that water? Um, you know, maybe. Uh, you know what? That might be a little too far. But you can use that illustration. Water should be fine. Thank you. A moment later. So, this, this principle of sowing and reaping is applied to so many other areas of our life, really, in every area of our life, in one way or another. So, that saying, which, by the way, I could not find an accurate attribution to it. So, some people say this person said it, some people say, I'm not going to say who said it. But it's kind of true. Sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a character. 
Paul writes in Galatians 5 and 
our gracious gift that we show to the Spirit by doing good. Let's read verses 9 and 10. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. And let us not grow weary of doing good. Are you weary this morning? Are you weary? Are you weary of doing good? Sometimes I get weary. Sometimes I get weary. But I said, let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household. So we see in Galatians 5, the flesh shows what? Corruption. The flesh death. That's what the flesh shows. The flesh cannot reap so a good thing. It, so everything the flesh touches, it kills. And we see in chapter 5, the types of things that the flesh shows. And Christians are not exempt from showing these things. Sexual immorality, idolatry, impurity, sloth, fits of anger. Division and things like that. When we sow sexual immorality, we reap corruption. When we sow division, we get decay. When we sow fits of anger, we get that. That's, that's what we you're going to get. Do not be deceived. God is not mine. When we sow to the flesh, we reap corruption. And these things God is led by our relationship and our and, and, and over time, the field of our life that once had such promise can begin to exhibit decay and death and broken relationships and, and anger and all these things. And, and you can start looking at someone and you can think about this person. I'm just because of that person, and I would be happy if not for this. And, Shouldn't do that. I wouldn't feel so good right now. But we can't realize it. We're sowing to the flesh. And just the many shows of the flesh, there's many shows brokenness, bitterness, corruption. And Pastor, you need to stop. I don't want you. God doesn't want you. But the Spirit in you doesn't want you. Sow to the Spirit. You just look out there and do you get? Sow to the Spirit as you do. You know, we were talking at the breakfast yesterday. Um, sometimes at breakfast, our church is great, and other times not. But we were talking about what love is. And love is not a feeling for us. It's not something that happens. You can feel sentimentally special to someone and do something that hurts them, and they come back. And you can have very little sentimental depth but do something that absolutely brings joy, and that's love. Love is wanting the best for someone. So sow to the Spirit by doing good. Feel good. What really helps somebody in the best ways possible. And Paul writes, as we have opportunity, <laughs> as we have opportunity, sow to the Spirit, do good. You, you know what an opportunity is? <laughs> An opportunity is a potential. It's a potential. We all have opportunities. We can take those opportunities or we can miss those opportunities. Every day, there are opportunities. 
In other words, opportunities are not necessarily going to be left. You can as you have opportunities. But he's saying every day, every day in our lives, there are opportunities to show the Spirit by doing good. And if we develop the spiritual habit of saying, Spirit God, help me to show good, help me to show the Spirit, help me to show into this situation, that would be spiritually good. As we show in that way, as we take those opportunities, we will be a harvest. A harvest of A harvest of eternal life. And I don't think Paul just means on that day. Though that's certainly concluded. But I think we can be reaping eternal life in a beautiful way in the field of our life right here and right now. By showing life where there is hope. By showing life where there is hope. By showing love where there is Someone to the Spirit. And often in very practical ways. And so I, I want to just kind of warn us a little bit, or hopefully motivate us. One of the ways our flesh shows corruption is through what I'm going to call sins of absence. Not, not necessarily sins we commit, but sins we omit. Sins of absence. Not the things we do, things we don't do, which is hard to identify what you don't do. It's hard to identify the result of something you don't do because you didn't do it. But there are results to and harvest to sins of absence. How many opportunities do we miss? Because let's say we Or laziness. You know, I have an opportunity to get You know, in, in, okay, so those moments come, but when they are the hardest, something I've noticed in, in my life, maybe you've noticed it too, is when I say, well, I'd like to do that, I intend to do that, it's really a good intention, but I'll do it tomorrow. Just when you come out of that. If that becomes a habit, do it tomorrow. I'll show to the spirit today. I feel like it. I, I feel like it's killing. I want to take it easy. I want to feed myself. Another sin of absence is apathy. Apathy causes us to be missing out to the It's not there. It's just not out of us. It's just out of us. We don't care if we're going to do good and we're going to do good to the show the spirit. See, some people want to harvest the spirit, but don't want to put the work in. It's fun. It's fun to reap a harvest. It's fun to be 
God's word this morning addresses the sins of action by saying, let us do good. Paul says, let's get going with this. Let's move out and do good. He doesn't say, let us think about doing good. Let's consider it. Let's pray a few weeks about doing good. He says, let us do good. Let us do good as we have opportunity. Go and do this good. It's all and he says something else. You brought us by grow weary. Because sometimes we grow weary. Sometimes it's so good, it doesn't come back to this beautiful harvest right away. But we grow weary. What's the truth? He don't grow weary. Keep going. Keep going. The harvest will come. Right now is the time of sowing. Keep sowing. So, if you're a Christian, you can go to the Spirit. You can go to the Spirit. God is in you. You can go to the Spirit. He's got opportunities for you to go to the Spirit. Hope you go. If you're not a Christian, I just want to urge you, Jesus loves you so much. And your first step is to do something. So we are to sow as we have opportunity by doing good. And I want to break that down into two specific things from this passage. First, we are to sow the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians 5, 22, you know this passage. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, Against things, such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So we are to crucify the flesh that has the exact opposite desires of the spirit of the spirit. And then we are to show to the spirit. So how do we get the fruit of the spirit? Well, I think the principle we see, we get fruit by sowing seeds that is God's seed. We get apples by sowing seeds, uh, apple seeds. Oranges by sowing orange seeds. And the fruit of the Spirit is the fruit that, first of all, seems to grow inside of us as we sow seeds of, by the Spirit of the fruit of the Spirit. So we sow seeds of love. In situations, we sow seeds of we sow seeds of peace, we sow seeds, and, and I think that the gene in our heart, so that it's not fake, when you like, okay, maybe you're dealing with something, and I know you're tempted to be angry, 
that's the flesh. And it might feel good that the speaker's not speaking And I believe there is this, this principle that takes place where we think of it Jesus still often as localized sensory feeling. We think of where is love, what hope love can produce for us, and this is this thing, gentle, and this patient, and this self-control that we need. But I want to, and I think that's but I believe the principle of truth still works. Truth, all truth has seeds in it. And those seeds are going to be a mustard seed. You have to see them mustard But apart from that, in nature, all, all truth has seeds in it. In other words, that truth is not just for you to enjoy, but it's to reproduce itself. And so as we have the fruit of the Spirit in us, it's also not just meant to grow in us, but it is meant to, we're meant to sow that seed into other people's lives. So we're not just to reap love in our hearts and truth, but to seek to reap a harvest of love in other people's hearts also. Those who sow to the Spirit, from the Spirit, will reap eternal life. And I think that's more than just in the end, it's, it's a Lives with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we sow that seed of love and patience. And it's never just about us and just me. I hope I'm very loving, but some of that love, some of that peace, some of the spirit out of it is the fruit of the spirit. Let us sow, Father God. Let us sow the seed of love into a group of people today. Let us sow the seed of kindness. Where there's harshness and cruelty. Let us sow patience in someone or something who is not moving as fast or changing as fast as we can. Let us sow to the Spirit the fruit of the Spirit as we can. But I also want to suggest that I believe we ought to sow the gift of the Holy Spirit as well. The gift of the Holy Spirit. I shared last week. And I don't know where everybody is on this, but I shared last week there's a there's a wide continuum of where people are at when it comes to the the activity of the Holy Spirit in the church. And you have cessationists, cessationists believe that the that the um, the gifts of the Spirit, such as tongues, miracles, prophecy, that they they ended at the end of the apostolic age. And so, you know, far there's no, no more of that happening today. And then you have uh, more on the charismatic or the Pentecostal side of it, where all the gifts are active uh, or continuing. Continuation is that sort of another term, um, if you don't like the word charismatic. Um, those who believe that the gifts are for today, that they are continuing and never stop. Before I move on with that, I want to encourage whatever camp you're from, I want you to love the other camp, amen? 
I don't care which camp you're at. I want you to love the other camp because I guarantee you there are people who believe that the gift has stopped at the apostolic days who love Jesus, who love His Word, who have the, the Spirit of God working in their hearts. And there are people who believe that the Holy Spirit is still doing Everybody believes what the Spirit is doing, but they believe in miracles, they believe in prophecy, they believe in all those things. And they love Jesus and they love the Word of God and they love the Son. They love the God in their heart. And we are brothers and sisters in Christ. So, first of all, if you want to draw a hard line, I can't let you to do this. Please love one Okay? We are to love one another. Okay? So, in, in future messages, I'm going to be sharing more about, um, first of all, why I believe the gift of the Holy Spirit are still active today, from my understanding of the Word of God. Um, why, why I don't think they stop at the end of the apostolic church. But I'm also going to share a warning message on the excesses of some of the things going on in this particular Okay? Because some of the excesses that are going on can be more Pentecostal, whatever you want to call it. Um, what happens when you uncover the Spirit of God from the Word of God? You get some crazy things. So, both of those things are coming. For now, just love each other, wherever, wherever you're coming from. But here's what the Bible says Jesus has given by the Spirit of God spiritual gifts. And I believe that sowing the Spirit includes sowing the gifts that God has given you into the church, into one another. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 through 7 says, Paul writes this, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all to everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So you've got a very clear picture that we're all differently gifted. Amen. We all have different gifts, but they're all from the same Spirit, and they're all for the good, the common good. So the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit are not so that you can jump up and, and everybody notices you in church, or you somehow impress people with spiritual power and everything in the church. It's not so that we feel fulfilled. Oh, I feel so fulfilled when I use my gifts. Not that it's wrong to feel fulfilled, but that's not the purpose. It's not the purpose. It's for the good of the common hope. It's for everybody's good. And so as we sow the gift that God has given to us, as we exercise the gift, whatever that is, it is for the building up and the good of the church. The gift of that administration is given so the church is administered well. The gift of discernment is given to protect the church from, from error. The gift of prophecy is given to encourage and build believers up with a word from the Lord. And the same with gifts such as serving and mercy and miracles and tongues. These gifts are not given to wild people. They're given to build up believers. And Paul goes so far to say, not build, if it's not building up the church, it's, they're worthless. And then he goes on even further in 1 Corinthians 13. He says, if they're not motivated by love, they are absolutely worthless, no matter how stupendous they are. So our heart has to get the fruit of the Spirit, love, in order to get to the gift of the Spirit for the common good. But we are to encourage the service as an expression of love and service to the church. And so we should take the opportunity to show them. So I guess what I'm encouraging you to God is to serve His church. 
God has put the desire of the Holy Spirit that He gives to you on the table. And my encouragement to you is that you do. It's what sets you up. That's what we need to do. Let's use the gifts that God has given to us. We don't know. We never know how to use the gifts to affect the trajectory. Here's another 
something to get back to. Let's make a difference for the kingdom of God. Wants to see people know and love Jesus. Wants to pray to feel See someone hurt him. Feel the pain of the person. No one is left There's a part of me that wants to just get back, and there's a part of me that wants to make a difference for the kingdom. You are too weak to try to do it on your own. The flesh is in constant determination. You want to get something that you don't want to get for the reason that you deserve it, that in this list you have to do the things that are bad. I'm talking about that part. But as a shepherd, you need to ask for the same Begin by just saying that none of this is possible except by the work of Jesus Christ. We, this is not like a self-help. This is a behavior change. Lord, if it weren't for Jesus, our Savior, dying for us, rising for us, and giving us forgiveness and righteousness and the Holy Spirit, we couldn't do anything. But because we have Christ in us, because we have the Holy Spirit in us, Lord, help us, inspire us, motivate us, give us eyes to see the opportunity that are all around us and give us boldness to take them and use them to know how to use them for good. Lord, help us to sow seeds. Help us to sow seeds today. For that person who's going weary, please give them fresh strength. Give them fresh encouragement. Strength in their minds. And give them a fresh inspiration to sow seeds today and to have a vision for what they harvest will be. Lord, thank you for those. There's so many who are sowing to the Spirit. Lord, let them reap that beautiful harvest and encourage them to make more. And Father, for anyone from the sound of my voice that does not know Jesus Christ, I pray that you open their eyes and their hearts to believe in this moment that one man, that one man, that would be Thank you this morning for your grace and love and power in our lives. Pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to close with the word of God, the truth of God's word ringing in our ears. Once again, from Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 to 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mine. 
For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. In the name of God, God bless you, God. A great sowing week for the Spirit.